come in. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? One more time. One more time. What am I saying? We're back here every week. Back here every week. One more time. Wow. Boy. Boy. We're off to a strong start here. Good morning, everybody. This is Young Persons Radio. My name is Colby Smith. I am the host of the program. This program being the only show on the airwaves where you, the listener, are guaranteed to be cooler than the host. That's right. Cooler than the host, I make the case every week, and every week I come back for more. Every week I come back for more. Our number, 904-606-0842. If this is your first time tuning in, this is a call-in program, and I welcome your calls to this program at 904-606-0842. We're going to be taking calls all morning from now until 11 a.m. Young Persons Radio, as the regular listeners know, is the first of our 12-hour block of live talk shows this and every Sunday here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are followed at 11 a.m. by Points of Order, the great the great sports talk show, the only one that you should be listening to. And I'm sure that they have just a download ready, a recap, a discussion, a Chris Hardwick-style discussion of the fight, right? Everyone's talking about the fight. I'm talking Mayweather. I'm talking McGregor. The fight. Somebody, uh, I think it was Max Silvestri said on Twitter that Mayweather and McGregor sound like the uh, characters who are competing for the love of the Admiral's daughter in a Gilbert and Sullivan play. And I think he's right. I think that's the best uh, possible take on the fight. I don't even know who won. People were asked, I got invited yesterday to a, uh, uh, says, yeah, come over, we're going to watch the fight. And I'm like, what fight? Just like, oh, it's Mayweather McGregor. I was like, oh, the MMA fight, the the one in the sport I do not uh, follow or care about at all the rest of the year. Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll rush. I'll rush right over. We are then uh, points of orders at eleven. Then at twelve is the Stroll Show, where we interview local bands. Then at one p.m. is Objection to the Rule, which is Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. Uh, and plenty to talk about this week, obviously, which we will not go into now because this, my friends, this is a comedy talk program. This is Young Persons Radio. We are here every week at this time. And you can join us today at 904-606-0842. Radio Free Brooklyn is our home. There are a couple exciting things going on here in the Radio Free Brooklyn community. The first is we have a panel that we are submitting to South by Southwest, the uh, what they call an Ideas Festival that's every year in Austin, Texas. Uh, very cool, very prestigious, and you can help us get there 
by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash SXSW. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash SXSW to find out how you can exercise your right as, as a citizen and vote. If you vote for our panel, there is a higher probability that we will be accepted into the festival and help us take the Radio Free Brooklyn show on the road. So go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash SXSW to find out more. In addition, loyal listeners to this program will know that I, last month, served as a co-host along with the venerable Dr. Lisa Levy for the first of a series of Radio Free Brooklyn live events taking place at the Footlight Bar, very near the studio in Ridgewood. Um, the next one is tomorrow. It won't be me and Dr. Lisa this time. It's going to be kind of a revolving uh, slot to showcase all the different kinds of talent we have working for us here at the station, and uh, that is certainly a good, there is a good bit of that. Uh, this one is called, this is ho- hosted by uh, one of the higher-ups here at the station, uh, uh, and it is called, What is the Role of Independent Political Talk Radio? That is tomorrow, Monday, August 28th, at the Footlight Bar at 465 Seneca Avenue in Ridgewood, and that features hosts from Loca Vibes Radio, What Would Save the World, and Objection to the Rule. Uh, and and the Apocalcast, Apocalcast, Apocalcast. I think it's clear <laughs> which of these shows is the newest. <laughs> uh, but all those folks in Took uh, will be there tomorrow. So the mainstream media is intrinsically linked to corporate influence. And alternatively, alternatively we have independent political talk shows on Radio Free Brooklyn. So come listen to the panel, What is the Role of Independent Political Talk Radio, with hosts from those shows. And that's tomorrow from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Footlight Bar in Ridgewood on Seneca Avenue. And it also features poetry by Abby Roja and a to-be-announced musical guest. So if you want to find out who that is, uh, you're going to have to come to the show. That's tomorrow, Monday, August 28th at 7 p.m. at the Footlight in Ridgewood, which is a terrific venue. We, uh, there will be something there in September that I will be involved in that I cannot talk about quite yet. So, but keep your, keep the uh, last Tuesday in September free is all I can say uh, right now. And while we're on the subject of this show, I want to remind everybody that you can reach out to us at YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. If you're listening to the program, there's a fair chance you're doing that on RadioFreeBrooklyn.com or on the TuneIn app if you are mobile. But don't email YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. I will not receive your note. You can email YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. And speaking of YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, see the segues, the, the way this thing is structured today is a masterpiece it's a masterclass in, in, in segues, my friends. A true masterclass. You can't see them coming, and yet there they are, lying like a snake in the grass. And we'll get to Taylor Swift in a moment. But first, I want to say, YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, I made a pledge to read the first five emails on the air, no matter what they were. Four of them and more were from uh, loyal listener Margaret, the runaway hit, of the program, uh, who calls in just about every week. Margaret sent me a uh, gift last week. 
Um, she said, and I, I uh, got the chance to thank her on the air. If you weren't listening, Margaret sent me a, a, a little cloth and wire pigeon made by Mother Pigeon, who is also a friend of the show, and a $25 gift card to the Angelica Film Center. Uh, so Margaret stepped it up, listeners. Margaret sent me a gift. Margaret sent me a gift. So I just want to say, if you're out there, and maybe your name is Tim Keck, and you think, <laughs> you think, uh, well, like, you know, we, me and Margaret have this public feud about the pigeons, but at least I know Kolb's in my corner. You know, now I'm not so sure. The listeners who send me gifts, my, let me put it this way. My affections can be bought so easily. This, this gift was so touching to me. I came here. It was in the mailbox to my right. Uh, and uh, I, I was so moved by it. Uh, just this little, just a small gesture got me. So, uh, Margaret, if I wasn't in your corner before, and I was, uh, I certainly am now. So everyone else has to step it up. I guess I should mention that uh, uh, our listener, Tyler, technically beat you to the punch because uh, he drew up a really awesome uh, picture of me hosting the show uh, for my birthday. So he snaked you, but, you know, there's plenty of room at the top, as they say. And both of you guys, lifetime pass. You could, you could uh, uh, rob me. <laughs> you could injure me, publicly shame me. I don't care. I will be in your corners uh, forever. So speaking of callers, no guests today. No guests today. The intro, uh, if you're thinking, well, the intro is taking a little long, it's because this is the show today, folks. No guests today. No guests. So it's a great one to call in. Uh, 904-606-0842 is our number. 904-606-0842. I want those calls. Now, you can call in. You can talk about whatever you want. You can talk about something that's on your mind. You can ask me a question. All of these has happened before, but you can also call in about the topic. And what is the topic? Is it the new Taylor Swift song? No. No, it's not. Everyone's going crazy. The new Taylor Swift song. They can't believe it. They can't believe it. They can't believe it. The, that was, uh, boy. So you get, you get this new Taylor Swift song. It drops on us, right? It drops on us. It's called Look What You Made Me Do. And there's a spoken word intro in which she says the new Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? She, or the old, the new, <laughs> the old, it's the old Taylor can't come to the phone, right? This bit is already dead. The point I'm trying to make is, is the song stupid? Probably. Do I like the line, I came back from the dead, I do it every day? Yeah, I really do. I really like that part of it. Uh, so hopefully the rest of the album follows that train and not so much the uh, incomprehensible chorus. No, the call to... I gotta, see, I, I gotta see if I can make this work. Because the topic today is, get out of here, man. That's the topic today. The topic today is get out of here, man. And what does that mean? Well, who are the people who you see out there in the public eye who every time they crop up, you just you think, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give this one a chance. I'm going to uh, uh, try to uh, give this, this person a new uh, uh, lease on my attention and just try and... Uh, 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 open my mind up a little bit and instead they just disappoint you. <laughs> they just disappoint you in every possible way. So me, it, uh, in this case, that's Anthony Bourdain. 
Anthony Bourdain has called this show before. Uh, so, you know, no disrespect. But I don't think I can. I can't stand this guy. I cannot stand him. And uh, I was sick last week. Uh, so after the show, I, I uh, uh, just kind of was, was getting some bed rest in. Just getting some bed rest in. And um, uh, so I'm, I'm just like browsing stuff on on uh, Netflix. And uh, uh, what comes up but Anthony Bourdain's show uh, Parts Unknown, which is he used to do this show No Reservations, which got a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of um, uh, press, a lot of positive reactions to it. And it was just like a travel show. He would go to these places and he would, he would, uh, uh, eat and drink of the local cuisine. And it was, a uh, he's a chef if you don't know who he is. So, uh, you know, it was very, it was very interesting, very fun, just light show. So now is in recent years, he comes back with the show parts unknown, which is for CNN. And, uh, this thing is, it just, it takes all of, he's too wrapped up in like the celebrity part of it now. And like everything is so dramatic. And so I just turn on, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give this thing another shot. So I turn on the Tokyo episode and it starts in the following way. All right. So you got this like tone, just this like creepy tone. And he's just like, he's sitting in this, uh, in this bar, right? It's just this wide shot from the side. He's sitting with this bar with this like half drunk, like, it's like it looks like beer in like a wine glass. It's like how you would get a Stella, you know, uh, but like skinnier. And uh, um, so he's just sitting there, and you've got he's got he's looking like really. Intense. What do you need to know about Tokyo? And he starts up. Now he's taking a drink of the beer. Deep, deep waters. Just a sip of the beer. Now it looks like. Came here, it was like. Now we get this like zoom out of Tokyo where it's like a it's like true detective where there's like cars zooming by and it's like black and just a, a, a city at night with all these lights. It was a transformative uh, experience. Okay, so now we know that the first time he went to Tokyo, it changed his life. And he's we're back in the bar. We're back in the bar now. You can like you can see the skyline behind him. It's this darkly lit bar, and now he's gonna uh, now he's gonna tell us about Tokyo. He like right to camera was powerful and violent experience it was as if it was just like taking acid for the first time okay so going to tokyo is like taking acid for the first time okay so now we know he's like a cool drug guy right now we know he's like seen he's been in the shit as they would say in rushmore meaning what do i do now i i see the whole world in a different way um I often compare the experience of going to Japan. So far, so so far, we know that Tokyo, going to Tokyo, has changed his life, uh, and we have no idea why or how that is. And before he can elaborate, he goes on to the following story: going to Tokyo for the first time uh, to what what Eric Clapton and uh, Pete Townsend must have gone through, uh, the reigning guitar gods of, uh, of of England. So now we know that he considers himself peers in a certain way to Eric Clapton and Pete Townsend. What they must have gone through the week that Jimi Hendrix came to town. You hear about it, you go see it. A whole, a window opens up into a whole new thing. And you think, what does this mean? What does this mean? 
I think it means that uh, he's a good guitar player, uh, Anthony Bourdain. But no, let's by all means, let's keep going. Uh, what do I have left to say? What do I do now? Boom! And then it starts, then we see all these these quick shots of Tokyo. Is this, this, this sucks, right? This sucks. You just got this dude, this like, this very aggressively mediocre white man sitting in this like, in this dark bar just being like, <laughs> it's like, I went to Tokyo and it was like that time I took acid because I'm really cool. And then I like to talk, I like to talk about it in terms of uh, the great guitar gods of England because I'm also, you know, I'm really cool because I took drugs. I'm also really cool because I know about Pete Townsend. It's just like, is there anything more infuriating than dudes talking about classic rock stuff like it's profound? It's like this stuff happened almost 60 years ago now. Like there, there's no other lens that you have to talk about. And by the way, I don't believe for a second that going to Tokyo was like taking acid for the first time in the least. I don't believe it. I have such a strong memory of being a kid, being nine years old, the perfect age to go to Disney World. And I go to Disney World and there I am and I look around and I'm in the Magic Kingdom. I'm in the Magic Kingdom and I'm looking around. It's all there's the Hall of Presidents. Oh, we're going to stand in line for Space Mountain. Oh, Cinderella (laughs) just walked by. And I remember thinking, I don't feel any different. You know, it's like that. That's wherever you go, there you are. I do not believe that this is, I mean, look, travel is important. Experiencing new cultures is important. But I think that he might be fudging the numbers a little bit with this acid thing. So to Anthony Bourdain, I say, get out of here, man. Caller, you're on the air. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Colby, it's, it's Pigeon Criminal here. Oh, Margaret, it's so nice Margaret. to talk to you. Oh, you too, Colby, and you know what? You won't, you won't believe what, what happened to me this morning. I missed the entire beginning of your show because suddenly I had no Wi-Fi connection. Ah, uh, yes. Just suddenly. Mm-hmm. No Wi-Fi. So, uh, I mean, this was a real crisis, so I immediately called uh, Spectrum, and they said, oh, outage in your area, uh, outage in your area. Uh, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. So, so it's still out, but then I realized, wait a second, if I call you on the phone, I can hear the show. <laughs> that, was a, that was a sudden revelation. Yes. That if I called you, then I could hear it. So, so that's how I was suddenly able to hear you, and now I'm talking to you. Well, look, you know, Margaret, if you want to go back on hold just so you can hear the show. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, if, if you can keep me on hold, then I can, then I can continue to listen to you. That's right. That's Boy, right. <laughs> I, was, I was in a real panic there. But but fortunately, I, I'm, I'm so glad that you archived the show so that I'll be able to catch up yes. later in the week. We, uh, you'll be happy to hear, Margaret, and I'm glad you brought this up because I can tell uh, everybody too is that uh, the 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 you know the trouble we were talking about in previous weeks with the uh, the transfer of the archives from one hosting service to another is now complete. So the the show will now be back on its regular schedule of a live show Sunday morning 
and then podcast uh, Friday morning. So we'll be we should be back on the regular oh. schedule. Thank goodness, and and I love the new format that you have. You know, with the descriptions of the shows, really nice. Oh well, thank you very much. That wasn't I had nothing to do with that, but I will pass it along. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it a lot. So, uh, Margaret, uh, how how was your how's your weekend been so far? Well, well, it's it's been a little rough. I have to I have to say, Colby, it's ah. been a little rough because you know, as you know, really more than anyone besides myself, that I am at ground zero. You know, I live at ground zero in in the war of lords against pigeons. Yes, you know? you're on and, the you're on the front lines it, of the pigeon war. Yeah, yeah, I am on the on the front lines, and Twenty Eight Bond seems to really be uh, ground zero in this situation. And but it's it's risen to to new heights. It's it's escalated. Uh-huh. It's advanced beyond uh, Twenty Eight Bond. It's now it now includes Twenty Five Bond. Oh, I was uh, yeah, I was I was out a couple of days ago feeding the pigeons at a respectable distance from my place, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, according to court order and all. And suddenly this, uh, this guy comes towards me uh, with, a, with a vacuum cleaner. Oh. With a, you know, oh, yeah. yes. So, and, I, I, and, so I saw this on Mother Pigeon's Instagram. There was a photo of this guy with like a... Uh, it looks like a leaf blower, but it sucks instead of blows. Yes, yes, yes. I, I haven't yet seen that, but I, I heard that it's up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mother Pigeon doesn't waste any time, you know, getting... No. Social media uh, maven. There. Social media maven, Mother yeah. Pigeon. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> and in fact, as we speak, I, I'm down with the, the pigeons now, and I'm looking at the vacuum cleaner across the street. It's, oh, boy. it's ready to get into action, but wow. uh, the vacuum cleaner guy doesn't seem to be uh, there at the moment. So oh, I it's too early for him. Yeah. Um, and then, and then um, after the vacuum cleaner guy came and started sucking up all of the feed, then this very big, burly guy who looked like he was like some kind of a bodyguard or a, or a, uh, a club bouncer. Okay. Or, or, you know, an actor in that kind of, you know, movie where where people are about to, you know, put someone in concrete, you know, uh-huh. like that kind of character. So he could have either been over. he could have either been a real tough guy or just a fake tough guy. Yeah, yeah, but he he was definitely, you know, macho man in in the way he came over and I I knew you know, since the vacuum cleaner guy had just been there, I, I knew that this was going to be related to that, you know, and, and sure enough, sure enough, he, he said that he was the owner of the building, 25 Bond, okay. but, but he, you know, he didn't offer any kind of ID or anything, just, uh, well, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the owner of this building, and then I demand that you, that you stop feeding the pigeons, you're destroying my yeah. building. I think I the think ID thing is a, I think the ID thing is a great idea. I think we should have building owners and supers get something on their driver's license right next to the little heart that says they're an organ donor. <laughs> says I, <laughs> I own 
25 yeah. bond. <laughs> Can I ask you yeah. something, Margaret? Yeah. Since I know you live sure. on Bond Street. Was Fran Lebowitz yeah. ever your neighbor? Uh, you know, it, it's possible, Colby. It is possible, but I, but I don't know. I, no, I know that she... Uh, neighbors, go ahead, go ahead. Well, a lot of my neighbors, I just don't see them. You know, sure. except for troublesome people like, you know, this guy, the vacuum cleaners guy. You know, yeah. I don't see people like Fran. Right. Yeah, people like yeah, people like the vacuum cleaner guy who who make a point of making themselves known. <laughs> what if what? Okay, so picture this. Picture this, uh, Margaret. You go out in the morning. Uh, uh, you're you're spreading your bird seed. You're feeding your birds, and then who walks down the street with a leaf blower? But Fran Lebowitz, and she's just <laughs> and she's tiny. So this thing is like twice the size of her, and she's gripping it like a fifty caliber machine gun and she's just blowing your bird seed away. <laughs> that that's a fab, that's a fabulous idea. Um, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to I'll have to look her up. Meanwhile, some other suggestions came on, you know, immediately after uh-huh. the posting of Mother Pigeon as a matter of fact because she gets really really great results. Yes. So, someone suggested, well, you know, mixing the seed with a pebbles, so that ah. the pebbles would <clears throat> would clog the vacuum cleaner. Wow, that's some little rascals shit right there. That's really <laughs> smart. That's very smart. That, that's there. There are smart pigeon people out yes, there. Yes, yes, I believe it. I believe it. Well, Margaret, yeah. it was uh, it was great to talk to you as always. And uh, uh, I want to tell you, I have not had the chance to use the gift card yet, but I am just waiting in. Uh, I'm waiting and ready for uh, for a movie at the Angelica to come across. Oh, great! I hope you enjoy it. What What about the anti theft sandwich bag? Did you use that yet? Not yet. I. Uh, you know what? You I got that just as my summer camp job ended, so, uh, so I could have used it oh. right before. That. <laughs> yeah, but I've got it. Well, great talk. But would you keep me on hold, Colby, so that I can I can continue to listen to the yes, show? Yes, I should be able to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit return to queue here, so you should just go back on hold, okay? Thank you, Colby. All right, we'll talk soon, Margaret. Thanks a lot. Bye. There she goes. She's in the host queue. The host queue. Caller, welcome to the program. You are on the air with me, Colby Smith. Hey, Colby, I think you knew when you started this show that I was going to be calling in today. Is this Anthony it's Bourdain? Me, Anthony fucking Bourdain. That's right. I'm, I'm picking a fight with you. I'm picking a fight with you, okay? You got one, my friend. Listen, man, I'm in Nepal. I'm in a hot tub eating mangoes. I turn on your show because I fucking love it. Thank you. And I wish I could say I'm the same. Myself, I wish I could say the same I'm for here, your show. I'm hearing the shit coming out of your mouth, and I'm like, am I having a Tokyo flashback? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? I'm losing my goddamn mind because some fucking milk boy <laughs> on Brooklyn Radio has the, the balls to criticize Parts Unknown, a show I pitched and produced based on looking for the clitoris around the world. <laughs> oh, wow. That's really good. That's very good. Uh, yeah, Cole. Us dudes don't know where the clit is. Yeah. 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 
Never, it's never a dude seen thing. one. Never seen one. Us fucking dudes, we don't know. <laughs> Anthony, what I think you think you're cool, but you're actually just like a lame uh, old dude, just like all the rest. Oh, oh, okay. You think I'm uh, just an old dude like all the rest? Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, you want to tell that to my fucking? Leather jacket that I'm wearing. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say the only difference between you and a Wisconsin hockey dad is a leather jacket. I'm wearing a leather jacket in this fucking hot tub, buddy. While four Nepalese from across the gender spectrum (laughs) are feeding me mangoes, grapes, papaya, and dragon fruit. Don't know what a dragon fruit is? Ask Mario Batali. He's my best fucking friend. I do. I do. You know what? I do know what a dragon fruit is, and it, it looks cool. It's awesome, Colby. It's got a bunch of spikes on it, and it's named after the best lizard. Hey, wait, it's got spikes on it? Maybe I don't know what it is, if it's got spikes on it. It's like, it's, it's like I've got like weird spikes on it. and th- That doesn't matter, Colby. It's called dragon fruit. Dragon fruit, okay? This yeah. fruit flies over the wall. Yeah. A white walker throws a spear at it. <laughs> dragon fruit. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Look, I got to stand by my convictions here. I think the opening to the Tokyo episode was really bad. I think it was really bad. I think it was pretentious. I think it was corny. Fucking Tokyo? No, no. But you know what? I've seen enough Godzilla movies for the both of us. I've seen. Yeah, let, let me ask. No, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How? How? How did Godzilla defeat Mothra and Batra in the same fight? Well, Colby, now you're just asking me to defend the long-standing artistic tradition of a culture I, as I think I've made clear, know nothing about. <laughs> uh, if you got anything from that Tokyo episode, buddy, it should be that the Japanese confuse and horrify me. Can I tell you? But in a cool way, like laser tag. So both of those things that you said are uh, right in that the first thing you do in the Tokyo episode is you go to yeah, like tell some... tell me what I do on my own show. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but you go to like some underground club where it's just like girls in like tinfoil suits like posing near a robot while a laser light show happens and like K-pop plays or J-pop, I guess, excuse me. And then you walk out of the, of the thing and you say to the guy you're with, you go, I've seen Jimi Hendrix. I've seen Janis Joplin. And that was the greatest show I've ever seen. Yeah, it's true, Colby. First of all, listen, if I'm going to any country in the world, mm-hmm. I'm bringing my baggage of what is quality art <laughs> from 60 years ago right to the <laughs> forefront. And I'm directly one-to-one comparing everything I see there to the, to the hits of the 60s and early 70s. It's the so, only way I know how to process art and the only way I'm ever going to do it. Let me ask you this. What is better? The bonsai tree or take another little piece of my heart now, baby? Colby, that's a trick question, because a bonsai tree can be a peaceful activity through which one can calm and organize one's mind, Uh or it can be a sick fucking thing to shout when you do a cannonball. (laughs) 
it goes across the board. That's the genius okay. of the Japanese. You know what? You're right. All right. Anthony, if your show was more like this, I would love it. I would love it. Kobe, I don't understand the difference between this conversation and anything I've ever said on television. <laughs> this is me, 100%. This is what you get when you turn on Parts Unknown, No Reservations, uh, uh, Clog Watch, uh-huh. uh, any of my shows. Wait, Clock Watch? Clog Watch, Kobe. Oh, Clog Watch. I thought Every you were... Every has a clog, Kobe. <laughs> I don't care if it's the rubber crocs of America or the wooden shoes of the Dutch. Every culture has a clog, okay. and I'm on a quest to find them. I thought you were trying to insert yourself into the movie Clock Stoppers. Colby, the only thing I'm trying to insert myself into is one of these... You know what? I'm not even going to say. No, <sighs> come on. Say. Colby, I'm, I'm, I'm in a hot tub with four beautiful... Okay. I, I, see. From across the I see. Spectrum. I see. I see. Well, Anthony, uh, you know, enjoy that hot tub. Enjoy Nepal. Uh, you know, may, maybe, maybe you could come into the studio one day. Colby, it would be an honor, uh, except for I don't hang out with little fucking dweeb milk boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what if I put a leather jacket on? Oh, wow. He hung up. Anthony Bourdain hung up on me. Aw, maybe I shouldn't said all those mean but true things about his show. I don't know. It's a it's a question for the ages. Caller, hello, welcome to the program. Hey, hey Colby. Oh, I love it. I love it. What's up, buddy? This oh, is Tim dang. Keck. For those who don't know, this is Tim Keck. He's my most loyal caller. I talks I talk to him every week. And it's the best. <laughs> that was the third time I hate Colby today. For some reason, I kept thinking I was about to be on. And oh. they got derailed. But two wonderful, uh, two fantastic callers. I think so. I, you know, it's very kind of you. Also, for those of you who don't know, Tim and Margaret have an ongoing feud. It's very nice of you to say that was a fantastic caller. Yeah. Uh, Margaret, I, do have a, I did start following uh, Mother Pigeon on Instagram. Dude, mm. that girl, that lady is nuts. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. And I kind of love it. Oh, yeah. And I don't, it's not really my thing. I don't love pigeons. I, in fact, I, I, to some extent, despise them and everything that she stands for. But yeah. I do love, love the people who go so hard on one thing yeah. that they start sacrificing stats in, like, the primary <laughs> categories, you know? <laughs> Where, like, Floyd Mayweather is, like, the best boxer in the world, but he can't read. You know, uh-huh. that's like the pigeon lady, but she's like, we're going all social faux pas uh-huh. to dress like a character from the Home Alone movies yeah. and just live in the woods with these animals. Well, she it's, actually... It's fascinating. She doesn't live in the woods, Tim. She lives not too far away from the studio, as a matter of fact, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, is Mother Pigeon has a great Instagram. Everybody should follow it, at Mother Pigeon. And it, it, it converted, and to show you how good it is... It converted even a cynical soul like uh, like Tim Keck. Oh, it's hilarious! It's hilarious. It's, hilarious, <laughs> it's all it's her it's her feeding pigeons and then like while she's sewing other pigeons. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, there's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. <laughs> Tim, uh, how was your week? Did you did you uh, watch the eclipse at all? Did you do anything memorable this week? 
Uh, no, not really. No, the, the eclipse scared me. I was afraid of the eclipse. Uh, I didn't want to look at it. I was terrified. I was going to go blind. I didn't like the idea that the people who uh, were giving out these glasses are all like eye doctors and uh-huh. people who want you to have bandages. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody pointed that out to me, and I was like, you know what? This seems like a conspiracy to get me to stare directly at the eclipse. And I'm yeah. not buying it. You know, you know uh, I yeah. At some pictures after, but. Yeah, I saw it. I, I didn't watch it either. I was uh, I was traveling while the eclipse was happening. I was in Union Station in Washington D.C. Uh, in line for a train while the uh, uh, eclipse was happening. So I didn't get to see any of it really. You know what I um, you yeah. know what I I did see in Washington D.C. though while I was in the train station. What did you see, Colby? <laughs> that, there it is. I saw an ad for the D.C. lottery. Right. And the uh, it's like this gigantic, it's like a two hundred million dollar jackpot or something. It's like this huge, and the the tagline is "Lots of people win." The DC lottery, <laughs> lots of people win. You know how winning the lottery is supposed to be one of the rarest things to make you feel as special as you can? Nope, it's nothing we haven't seen before. It that should be right next to like the uh, the posters about like getting struck by lightning twice. Lots of people do it. <laughs> Lots of people do it. Getting murdered by a toilet. <laughs> Lots of people do it. Getting so wait so in this scenario there's an ad for getting murdered by a toilet. Dude, for sure. <laughs> okay, so so in Florida we have a lot of shark attacks, right? Yeah, that's a thing. There's a lot of shark attacks. And they talk about how you're more likely to get struck by lightning than you are to get attacked by a shark. Mm -hmm. Because actual shark attacks, at least in Florida, are like eight a year. Not even. An attack is like if it brushes you. There are like very few fatalities. It's all kind of blown out of proportion. It sounds like a much bigger deal than it is, considering how many people are actually like swimming in a shark's house Mm -hmm. like all year. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's like one shark attack. You are statistically more likely to get struck by lightning and to die be killed by a toilet. That's like a real statistic oh of like, God. you know, you get too drunk, you slip, and you, a toilet hits your head. <laughs> oh, wait. Drops on you. There, are, no, there are more no, toilet no. Hold on. I want, I, want you to, I want to rephrase that slightly. You said you get too drunk and, a, and slip and a toilet hits your head. You would hit the toilet. It's not like toilets are just dropping from the sky targeting drunk people. I'll leave that up to the judges. I'll let the attorneys sort that out. They'll determine the, the cost of death. But there right. are more toilet incidences than there are sharks. You're right. Look, I'm not a doctor. I can't make this call. I can't make this call. No. You are not a doctor. You, that's something you don't remind people of enough on your show. Yeah. You are not a doctor, and you do not have the authority to speak on these They matters. all think I'm a doctor. They're all calling up with their ailments. Been, I can't prescribe medication. Advice. No, no, I've asked you. Can I say, can I, I had another idea that I was thinking about with, uh, with Bourdain, Anthony Bourdain you were okay, talking yeah, about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's, and now he's kind of the worst. <laughs> yeah, I think, kind of I think he might garbage. be the worst. I remember watching No Reservations uh, in college and just being like, man, like, I want to go to these places. And now you turn on that same thing and you're just like, what? This, what? I mean, they're all cool places. It's all yeah, cool the places, places are cool. It's all cool places, but he's putting himself over the whole time. 
Oh the yeah. Whole time. Oh I've yeah. Seen an episode where he's like, you know, every time I go to a new a new country, I get a new tattoo, and it's like, dude, who gives a shit? Does like, it really? Care. Oh, I have not heard that one, and I'm know. glad because that would have been the target of my ire at the beginning. Dude, I've definitely seen him get a tattoo on a show. I don't know which one it is because he's got a million of them. He's got a million is of these just, shows. It's got to be. There's no. He's been to like every possible country. It, it, the tattoos have got to just be like a tiny. Aerial font script that just says Tokyo, <laughs> and he's just yeah. got like a bunch of those I, little ones on like his arm. He'd run out of places to put tattoos. What's the guy? What's he doing? After a while, he's just doing that like Mister Rogers thing where he's got a notch for every one of his kills and nom. You know? Wait, what? You ever hear about that? Mister Rogers was like a. A, a sniper, a marine sniper, Stop and he it. had uh, tattoos for every kill he had. <laughs> Get out of here with decorated that. Decorated war veterans was, was talking to kids. Hey, that's a great conspiracy rumor Stop. that I love. I mean, it's right up there with Jordan, <laughs> uh, with the mob killed Jordan's dad. Uh-huh. Jordan's dad, Mister Rogers being a marine sniper. Yeah, with over a hundred confirmed kills in Vietnam. Oh, great rumor that I'm all about. That is, I have not heard that before, and now I'm all about it. Yeah. Tim, is there anybody to whom... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, anyone who's always like, uh, and I, man, maybe I'm going to contradict myself here, but anyone who's like, I always do this. Like, I always get a tattoo is like one of the worst people. I I completely agree with you on that. Anytime it's just like I knew a dude who was. Anytime through someone who who bounds themselves to this, who binds himself to this tradition without any like flexibility, just like every Friday, I always eat lunch at like this place. It's like really like what if it's not convenient? I have to do it every Friday. I go. Especially because it's it's not that they like doing it that way. Yeah, it's that. They want people to know that that's what they do. Yes. You know, I had a buddy who was like, you know what? I always buy a pack of Oktoberfest beer and save it until Christmas. That way I can have a nice Oktoberfest on Christmas. And I was just like, why are you telling me this? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Are you going to share with me? Yeah. No, there's no way. No, no. But I did want to, I wanted to present the other side of the coin, the Bourdain coin. Okay. Someone who I am all about is Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Oh, interesting. Fantastic. You like uh, you like how he yells? Amazing human being. Is that what you like? You like how I he love yells? It. I love it. Well, have you seen have you seen like the UK version of Kitchen Nightmares when it started no. out? No, like, I haven't. I haven't you know, seen beginning that. in this thing. No. So it started where he would go to a restaurant for like a week, uh-huh. and he actually kind of cared about the people, right? And he would actually try and turn the restaurant around, and then it sure. comes to America, and he starts yelling way more. And now it's only three days in a restaurant, <laughs> and he's like putting all these tests and trials on him, and they have a narrator. Like they really yeah. Americanized it up. Well, knowing that, knowing that part of it is interesting because he seems so quick to anger. And what you're describing is he wasn't always that way. They've just done that to, like, make the show get exciting faster. Yeah, I think he has to. He yeah. has to do it on the show. Like every, Hollywood. The beginning of every American episode, he, get, he blows his top. Mm. He, like, loses his shit on everybody. And then the next day, he's like, what? I wasn't even trying to be mean. I'm trying to help you, you know? <laughs> okay. 
but it's all speeding up his process because he loves to break these people down and build them up again. Mm-hmm. But in the American, in, he's got three days, and the first day is just him breaking them down, and you just see the steps so much more, much more blatantly. You yeah, know? yeah. Oh boy, anyway, he's great. He does All a fantastic right. job. I would love to watch him travel and eat. I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah. Well, maybe you know. Uh, maybe totally I'll try and go try and get him on the show. <laughs> See if you can get Gordon Ramsay on the show. I'll, do, I'll tweet fan. at it. If him. enough people, I'm going to say this to the listeners: if enough people tweet at Gordon Ramsay, I bet he would come. I bet he would call in. I bet he would call in. Oh, for sure. Because well, I mean, sure. it's All it's your listeners tweeted. It's ten. This show airs at ten o'clock. That's like three p.m. in London. I assume he's in London and not just like getting a tan in L.A. with Simon Cowell somewhere. You think they tan together? Oh man! He... No, I think Simon Cowell's garbage. I don't think they're affiliated. <laughs> I mean, I know, but they're they're both angry English men. Oh yeah, but just lumping them together really kind of hurts me a little. All right, bit. well, like, I'm sorry. I, I I'm sorry. I, I didn't set out to hurt you, Tim. I didn't set out to hurt you. Yeah. Like Gordon Ramsay is on Team Lance Armstrong, and yes. uh, and uh, Simon Cowell is clearly on the dark side of Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to totally build out these teams. Tim, That's what I'm going to do on your show from <laughs> now on. every week. I'm Honestly, add a new member. If you, yeah, if if the <laughs> teams, teams are, if the teams are the the Gordon Ramsays of the world versus the Simon Cows of the world, I would love for you to call in every week with a new member of each team. Would you do that? <laughs> that I'll would try. be. That would be. Let's just try. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. You don't want to. You don't want to force anything. Yeah, but I'm I'm I am for all all four okay. out. All right, cool. Well, Tim, uh, we're coming in the back part of the show now, so I got to start wrapping things up. But I will talk to you very soon. Later, Colby. And hey, hey, Tim hey! Out. If you hey, wait, Tim. One thing. One thing. Wait. What? One quick thing. Then you can. I'm going to give you a chance to say Tim out again. You want to? Uh, you want to come do new okay, bits cool. tonight? You want to come do new bits? New bits? Oh yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Okay, whatever you say, buddy. (laughs) Tim out! There he goes. There he goes. Tim Keck. Tim Keck, everybody. Loyal caller. Loyal caller. 904-606-0842 if you want to call in. That's 904-606-0842. We got less than 10 minutes of the show left, so if you want to call in, I certainly welcome you. Uh, to do so, just make sure you do it quick so that we can actually talk and it doesn't end up like last week where I was just like running through everybody's calls super fast. Couldn't give everybody the time of day. Uh, you know, it's not the most uh, gratifying to try and squeeze all these calls in in the last 10 minutes. And then, uh, so so anyway, the point is, point I'm making is this. Call in 904-606-0842 and do so right now if you want to uh, so we can chat. Since we're talking about the station in a roundabout way, I want to remind everybody that Radio Free Brooklyn is completely listener-supported. We are a nonprofit. We are independent. We are beholden to no one except listeners such as yourselves. So if you've been liking what you're hearing today and elsewhere on the station on other shows such as Points of Order, which everybody should stick around for, it's coming on at 11 o'clock, you should go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge to learn how you can support the station with your money. 
If you want to sponsor this show in particular to help us keep the administrative costs taken care of to keep this thing afloat, you can go to rfb.nyc slash YPR. That's rfb.nyc slash YPR. And click the link at the bottom of the page right near our archives that says sponsor this show. I want to give two more shout outs. One to Secondhand Records, our great partner here at Radio Free Brooklyn. They are located at 1345 DeKalb Avenue. The store is open at noon today. That's in just over an hour. Uh, that's about a 10-minute walk from the DeKalb Avenue stop on the L train. So swing on by, pick up some records for yourself, some end-of-the-summer tunes. Uh, that's at Secondhand Records at 1345 DeKalb Avenue. And finally, I don't do this enough, and I want to do it today. I want to thank Bridget Bedore, photographer, and Kevin Bauer, the visual artist, uh, for coming up with some of the assets that we use on the show from time to time, including the logo uh, that's on iTunes for the show. That was designed completely by Kevin. And uh, Bridget took the photos that then uh, Kevin's used in some of the promotional materials. Um, both of them are uh, really wonderful artists and every bit as fun to be around as they are good at what they do. So big thanks to Kevin and Bridget. Uh, well, uh, we got one more call coming in. One more call. Let's take this thing and then wrap the show up. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, hi, Colby. It's Marta. Hi, Marta. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> uh, it was nice to talk to you. I, um, um, I loved hearing about, uh, Margaret. Of course, I always love hearing from her, but, um, I, um, are you about to number one yet? You know what? Last week, we were number two. So close. How? Hey! So oh. close. Yay! Right. I'm trying to get my bird friends to uh, listen to your show. So, um, yeah, then you can, uh, we can get you back up to number one. Hey, that would, be, that would be fantastic. We welcome, obviously, as many bird friends as want to call and listen. So uh, tell them they... <laughs> <laughs> they have a home here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And exactly. I think I speak for everybody when I say that. I think they I think we should take over. I think we should slowly start taking over the other shows on the on the network. Just start calling up and being like, "Hold on, I thought wait, this is a sports show. I thought we were going to talk about pigeons." <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely ready for your show to be back to number 1. So well, thank you for uh, saying that. That, yeah, we'll make we'll try to make that happen this week. Uh, well, that's great. Otherwise, anybody? Yeah, well, go that, ahead, go that, ahead. Oh uh, no, I was, I was going to try to wrap it up because you're in oh, a hurry. Sure, no, no. Uh, I want to really, really quick before you go, Marta. Is there anybody to uh, take this back to the topic? Is there anybody to whom you want to say, "Get out of here, man"? Uh, hmm, whoa, jeez. Uh, wow, I, I, I didn't think about it. I, I thought that your, yours is pretty funny. Oh, thank you. Um, can I give you yeah, one more? Pretty funny. Can, can I give you one more real quick? Huh. Yeah. While you think of yours? Yeah. The, the Anthony Bourdain is obviously the main one, but I want to give a special recognition to the friend of mine from high school who this week decided to reconnect with me on Facebook by sending me a message that just said, if I'm not mistaken, you're doing podcasts for shits and giggles, right? 
Uh, <laughs> there was a more condescending thing he could have said. Just out of the blue. God. Out of the blue, this guy. I hate that. You know, know. as far as, also, I hate Facebook message. I hate the, this is what I get a lot. um, Sometimes, you know, whatever. I I hate the, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. How are you? Yeah. It's like, what? I don't fucking, uh, no, no. (laughs) No, I'm not going to tell you how I'm doing. I just stop it. I think we found, I think we found your answer to the topic, Marta. It's anybody who Facebook messages you, how you doing? You say, get out of here, man. <laughs> get out of here, man. Like, <laughs> stop it. Go do something. That's Jeez. Right. Yeah. Okay, there it is. There we, we found it. We found it together, Marta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Colby. Well, um, have a good week, and uh, make sure to carry some bird seed with you so you can feed the hungry birds. Yes. And... Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. We'll end on, on, on uh, oh, excuse me, marble mouth over here. We will end it on that note. It was great to talk to you, Marta. Yeah, talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Colby. There we go. That's the show. That's Young Persons Radio for the day, folks. That is Young Persons Radio for the day. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to the program this week. Uh, we are will be followed by Points of Order. They will be in here in about five minutes. Their show starts at 11 o'clock on the dot. In the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Smith. That's at Colby J. Smith on Twitter. We will be back next week where my guests will be Jeremy Kaplowitz and Mike Amory, who host a uh, great, great live comedy show in Greenpoint uh, and are the masterminds behind the Lizard People of New York uh, site. Uh, so really excited to talk to them. That's going to be a fun one. Make sure you tune in next week to uh, hear that. In the meantime, we are going to go out with an oldie but a goodie. Beer drinkers. Not an ad. <laughs> there it is again. Take your shots, everybody. There's the drinking game. I go to play a song and there is an ad. Uh, we're going to go out to 6th Avenue Heartache by the Wallflowers. Uh, that's going out to our uh, uh, to all of our 90s fans out there. Tune in next week. We'll be back then. Bye.